The Tiger Daniel Podcast, brought to you by Snow's Furniture. 98.5 The Bull with Tiger, and good morning to you, Daniel. Tiger's going to be traveling for the holidays. I'm traveling for the holidays, and I do a thing before um, I leave town. I have my house spotless. Uh, come back mm-hmm. home to a spotless house. Do you do that, or yes. are things a wreck because there's three no. of you guys trying to... Well, no. I think uh, you did one time. You didn't empty your trash or something. And I went into your house one day to let your cat out or something. And, buddy, it smelled like death in there. There are, like, when I think about it, I'm so uncomfortable because of all the things you got to get ready for, you know, not just a two-night trip. It's like, oh, this has got to be in the trash can. Who's going to bring those in? Whatever it is. And every now and then I'll forget something. But I do love the idea of having a very clean house because it's kind of depressing to come home from vacation in a way. You're already kind of mm. like blue. And, and you're the, tired. And you don't want to go in there and go, oh, God, I got to clean up everything in here. I do love a pristine house, and uh, it actually adds to my happiness somehow. I mean, literally, I'm happier when I get home. I'm okay with things. What is it about flying or traveling that makes you greasy when you land, greasy and tired? Is it the altitude? Is it the pressure in the plane? You, you, anytime you land, you just feel like a greasy granny. You got to uh, take a shower immediately. You're exhausted somehow. It's got to be the altitude and the oxygen and all that, right? I don't know what it is, but um, people who travel for a living, you go, oh, man, how fun is that? You get to go to Denver and you get to go to Sacramento or whatever. Meanwhile, when you travel... It, it's a lot of work, actually. And I don't know why it's a lot of work, because you're basically sitting, like, the whole time. But you're right. It is tough. But I feel the same way after a long car ride, too. I feel greasy and, like, I don't know what that is. Just, I don't know. Like, a, I don't know what that is, but I do have to shower any time I get anywhere. Well, keep, uh, keep in mind, though, if you do empty all your trash cans, be sure to take those out. Don't leave that trash center in there for Look, a week. Okay. Last time, buddy, your house, All right, hell on earth. You remember that uh, scene from Home Alone where there, it's just chaos? Yeah. That was my house, and I forgot one thing. 30 people in that scene. It's just the, the three of you It's still y'all. chaotic. I didn't forget my kid, at least. Y'all are like three bears. You act like it's a million people <laughs> over there. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. I talk about this uh, lady I dated in Nashville. Her son is now uh, 18. He's going to graduate soon, and uh, he's asked me. We've remained close, even though me and her have broken up a long time ago. He's asked me to take him snow skiing. Mm-hmm. And so I looked around, and I've talked to a bunch of people, and it turns out you can drive to go snow skiing in New Mexico here. I'm having a hard time saying the name of the resort. Taos. How, how do you spell it? T-A, I don't know, Taos. Taos? I'm saying it with an accent. Yeah, Taos. How do you spell it? I, well, you know well, I, I can't spell anything. I can't help you pronounce something if you don't tell me how to spell you it. You should man. know what like, Taos is. What kind is. of moron? <laughs> All right. It's the it's guy. Taos. T-A-O-S, right? T-A-O-S. I would say Taos, something along that. But uh, is this... T-A-O-S, yeah. Town of easy New Mexico. driving distance from Tulsa? Uh, it's about nine hours not or so. Not bad. Not bad for a, a ski resort. But I'm worried I'm going to stop along the way and ask for direction to Taos. And it's going <laughs> like, to send me back down to Alabama. Good morning, it's Tig and Daniel. And this is 98.5 The Bull. Kind of fascinated, Tig, with people that almost, just almost made it. Almost had that fortune. Uh, for me, Redbox comes to mind. They came in just just in a window where no Netflix, a lot of towns didn't have a video store, and they were probably, business was booming. Yeah, they thought they had uh, come up with the greatest idea, and they, it was a great idea. And they probably had about four good years, real good years. They probably thought, well, we're set forever. Mm-hmm. And then Netflix comes out, messes them up. You know who else probably right now used to be living high on the hog and now not doing so well? People that made mouse pads. I don't even think you use a mouse pad anymore, do you? You don't think so? 
Well, do you have one over there? You I have don't. two mouses at your computer, two mice, so to say. Two mice, whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, nobody's using that mouse pad anymore. Now the mouses don't even have a ball in them. Ballless mouses going around. <laughs> Who would have thought that? I know. <laughs> I remember in uh, high school, the some of the teens would just remove those, put them in their pockets to drive the uh, computer teacher, you know, crazy. Why would they do that? You know, just uh, being punks. Hmm. Little prank. Uh, I tell you who else. Uh, there's a whole documentary. Actually, it's a dramatization of who was riding high on the hog there, like real high on the hog. Like they were billionaires riding high on the hog when they came out with the BlackBerry, like the first kind of smartphone. I, I've heard that got really good reviews. Oh, you watched this? You really liked great, it? It's a great movie. I mean, it's it's not it's based on the truth, but generally, it's you know the characters and stuff are real. Well, without spoiling it, because I remember everybody that was a business person seemed to have a BlackBerry back in the day. Uh, what went wrong? How did they lose that top share of the market? Well, they were high on the hog there, buddy. And I mean, it was one of those stories where you hear about Google's first 25 employees ever hired. They're all billionaires now or whatever that is. And the same thing happened to BlackBerry. And they were getting these huge contracts with Sprint and Verizon and stuff. And then they started hearing like inklings that there was like, the, the Apple company was going to start making a phone, and they kind of laughed it off like, everything Apple does is not that great. And uh, they kind of just stuck their head in the sand and sort of didn't react to that. So perhaps hubris is what caused them to... React or to die, play. right? Or adapt or die. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, a little bit of that, like, we're Blackberry. Who do they think they are? And uh, yeah, they were high on the hog. That's a really good movie. It's called Blackberry. It's pretty easy. Why to don't we get the rights to a movie called Mousepad? <laughs> and we'll talk about, the, story the, about. The, the failing mouse pad industry. <laughs> It'd be a huge hit, I get. Could be. Would you? I you mean, they're making know. a movie about everything now. They did that movie about people that just bought all the stock in GameStock and got really rich, and then and they're then probably all back away. poor again. But um, they're doing one on uh, Tetris, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, like you said. Oh, you one of the movies you rave about. This guy never talks about movies, never raves about them, but Air on Amazon the, Prime uh, about the Air Jordans, you oh, said, is phenomenal. I didn't know, like, Nike wasn't a thing until the 80s. I thought Nike had just been one of these. And uh, no, it was like Adidas and Converse. And they all laughed at Nike. They're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. But then they came up with a plan, and they beat them both. I guess you're right, because when you think about the names of tennis shoes, I'd never heard of any names of a tennis shoe. The first thing I remember was Chuck Taylor, the uh, Converse they call them Chucks. I don't even know who who is even Chuck Taylor, by the way. That's like a folk singer. I guess he was a basketball player. I guess because it's Converse, yeah. Mm -hmm. But those are some good movies. Air, I highly recommend. It's 98.5 The Bull, 740. We've got those tickets for you to see. Midland, good morning. Midland tickets are free at 740, yo. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. We've got a prediction of what song's going to kind of take over next year and go viral, I guess, with everything. And uh, we just heard a clip of it earlier, Dolly Parton singing uh, We Are the Champions, We Will Rock You. Uh, that's going to be used all in the Paris Olympics. Her version, they'll they're air that on NBC and... Uh, you, you like that version? It's all right to say if you don't. Tiger's afraid to no, say I, he doesn't like the Dolly Parton version honestly, of it. the only thing I heard was the 20 seconds you played of it. Can you play a little more? I, no. Um, okay. Is that one song or two, by the way? We Are the Champions? Slash We Will Rock You. I guess it's two. They kind of second each other. I don't know. Uh, anyway, here's a uh, toddler trying to sing to soothe his baby sister. And what song does he choose to uh, sing to his little baby sister? We <laughs> we will, 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 we will
It's a real calling song. We will Good job. <laughs> <laughs> trying to see this baby sister that song. Maybe she meant like rock her to sleep. You know what? We will rock now, you. Finally, Ty has a little imagination, a little uh -huh. vision. That's what I like. <laughs> He's just now waking up. It's uh, seven o'clock. You excited about these Olympics? I, I don't. I don't watch these things. And they had that know. NBC simulcast. They're like, you can rent 30 channels with NBC and see all these Olympics. And I, I don't like, I don't know what's going There's on. There's a lot going on, and uh, it's going to be on tape delay and stuff like that. So if you're not careful and you're on the Internet, you already find out who won because it's in a different time zone. But, I mean, I hate to say this, but I will watch a lot more often when there's, like, drama involved. Mm -hmm. Remember the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding thing? I didn't know. Who knew anything about figure skating? But you were watching that, weren't you? That was a. That's one of the few news stories I remember when I was little. Was Grown that men in bars watching figure skating during that stuff? Another Olympic story that comes to mind was when uh, Bob Costas went to the Winter Olympics and, like, his second day there, got pink eye. And you think, well, they'll just get somebody else in there. Uh, uh. Bob Costas had a red eye. <laughs> like real, like it was disgusting. Was they both of them red? He was having a real hard time. You <laughs> knew they didn't have anybody else because they made that poor man. And if you don't believe me, go look at YouTube. This guy's suffering. And he looks awful. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe they didn't yank him off the air. But or, he's like, or it like just have him talking while they show B-roll the whole time. So, uh, but Dolly Parton, you were talking about her. She gets a, she gets the Olympics theme uh, going into the next Olympics. But tomorrow she's releasing like a rock album where she sometimes is doing duets and sometimes doing covers. But look at her still getting it done. I mean, she works harder than you, Daniel. And Everybody works retired. harder than me. <laughs> I've got a, a clip here re really quick of that uh, song you wanted to hear okay, earlier. Okay, here it goes. Dolly Parton. So I took it. You know what's uh, maybe a good choice, too, because maybe they'll like it over there. Because remember, we called Europe, you know, sometimes. Oh, that's a great point. And we would say, they say, what do you do? And this is people in England and wherever we were calling. And we, and we say, we are on country radio. And they would say two things. They go, oh, Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton. So she's wildly famous over there. You'd hear a lot of uh, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, and people like Johnny Cash. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that is why they're using the, that version. So there you go. It's 98.5 The Bull, 740 Midland Tickets. Dana, what are we up for right now? Buddy, this is the game that's not only sweeping Oklahoma, it's sweeping the country. Is it? And it's odd because it's the first time we've ever done it. It's already sweeping the nation. Mm -hmm. uh, every month around this time, I get an email, and it says uh, it's from PSO telling me my payment is scheduled for my power bill. Now, sometimes it's pretty good news. Sometimes it's not too bad. Sometimes it's horrific news. I think, didn't my power bill at one point was like $400 over yeah, the summer? It was so hot. And I was like, oh, man. And then I heard that everybody kind of has the same thing. They go through, they get that email, and they're like, uh-oh, what's it going to be? So what we're going to do today, it's called uh, PSO Prices, right? We'll take 10 calls. If somebody can guess my power bill within $1, they will win $100. Okay. So each caller calls up. We'll tell you high or low. So if I said, I'm just making this up. Be careful, because I, I, I know 50 you. 50 cents. Yeah, I would say 40 higher. Cents, you, you would say higher. Okay, got it. Okay. Got it? And that'll help everybody narrow it down. Each caller has a better advantage as we go here. Right, and if anybody gets it within the $1 there, they get $100. All right, caller uh, 1234567891879 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898 right now. 
with Tag and Daniel on 98 Father Bull. In the meantime, though, it's Zach Bryan and Casey Musgraves. Good luck. My 88 So there's Zach Bryan. Daniel's got $100 as we play PSO, The Price is Right, where uh, Daniel's received his power bill. He knows what it's going to be. Why do you add the the into it? It's PSO, Price is Right. Uh, but a couple questions I think that will be fair to the audience. How many square feet is your house? I, you know, I don't want to give away this $100. That's the thing. About $1,500, I would guess. About that hell, that's house. HIPAA, buddy. Huh? That's HIPAA. Oh, sorry. You can't reveal how big my mansion is. So we're going to take 10 calls in a row, and if you get within a dollar of his power bill, you'll win $100. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. I, who, you ever get that uh, email and not open it immediately? I don't care what time or when I get it. I'm checking it right away. You're right. Okay, so we're ready for call uh, I just one? asked you a question. I said you're right. I agree with you. I do that. You do that. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, let's go. Caller number one. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? John. You're the first person ever to play PSO Price is Right. What is your guess? Um, $160. $160. John, that's lower. It's going to be lower. Thank you for playing, though. It's going to be lower or lower. was lower? They give me a number. I'll tell them if it's higher or lower. The number is lower than 160 That was caller one. Up next, who's this? Hello, hello. Hello, Sagadango. Who's this? Brianna. Brianna, what is your guess? 112. 112. It's going to be higher than that. Thank you, Brianna. Thank you. That was caller two. Oh, no. I don't want to give away my $100. It's Sagan Daniel. Who's this? Hello? Stiga Daniel, who's this? Traveler Ward. Traveler, what do you think it is? What is your guess? Oh, I think it's probably going to be $89. All right. It's going to be higher than that, Traveler, but thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you, Dow. Playing uh, PSO Price is Right, the number to dial, 918-879-9898. Saga Daniel, who's this? Corey. Corey, what is your guess? Uh, I couldn't hear the one before me. Can I get that? Uh, the one before you, Traveler, guessed 89. But you said it was higher. Okay. Yes, higher. Uh, I'm going to say 125. 125, it's going to be higher than that. Okay. Thank you now. Tiger Daniel, who's this? Brandy. Brandy, I know you tried to win the sound of moolah over and over again. Maybe you can win PSO Price is Right. What is your guess? 119. 119. It's going to be higher than that. Thank you, Brandy. Okay. All right, we're halfway there. Up next, who is this? Hey, this is Donna. Donna, what is your guess? 130.17. It's going to be higher. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Donna. Hey, it's Saga well, Daniel. Who's this? This is Chad. Chad, what is your guess? I'm gonna say 135. It's gonna 69. be. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be higher than that. All right, thank, thank you, Chad. Hey, it's Saga Daniel. Who's this? It's Saga Daniel. Who's this? Donna. Donna, what is your guess? 
Donna, what is your guess, please? Uh, 140. 140. 140. It's going to be higher than that. Thank you. All right, we got two more chances here, Ty. Guess caller number nine. Who is this? Jana. Jana, what is your guess? One one forty seven. One forty seven. It's going to be lower than that. Alrighty. Thank you. Now, what is your name? It's Brandy. Brandy, you are yes. the final contestant today on PSO Price Is Right. What is your guess? It is. Let's do one forty three. That is incorrect. You got very close. Okay. 144.78. Oh, crap. Almost. You missed it within 78 cents. I was sweating there for a minute, Ty. I thought I was going to have to give away. I was going to Venmo you $100. Oh, man. I still could have used it, too. That's okay. Well, don't don't make me feel bad. I also could use my $100. What do you mean you could have used it? Well, I have five kids, and Christmas is coming, so... Yeah, dude. Well, I like eating sushi, so we could both use the money. <laughs> oh yeah, very true. Okay, wow. Well, look, y'all got so close. Uh, Dana was sweating bullets I'm, over I'm there, buddy. I think I'm still red this was a little from bit. His I, Venmo account. Because I thought for sure that nobody was even going to get close, and then right off the bat, what was that very first guess? Was it 160? And I was like, dang it! I knew after really ten guesses, when you're doing high low, you get them hits. It's going to be close every time because. Well, we had one guess, 140, and then 147, so we knew it was in between those suddenly. Um, we just barely missed it. But, hey, I uh, appreciate it, and I hope you and the kids have a great Christmas, okay? Thanks, you guys, too. See you appreciate now. It. And we're uh-huh, up uh, with more free stuff, Dana, as we play the 98.5 The Bullfight free tickets to see Midland right here on 98.5 The Bull. Almost to the, uh, the bullfight. It's 98.5 The Bull, but Dana was talking about the BOK Tower, the one that we all see when we're driving. How this morning you couldn't even see the top of it. We got to talking about that. And then I started hearing rumors. This has been going on for a few months. They've got, like, you can't get to the top if you don't work there. But I heard there's, like, nice stuff up there, like another whole food court and stuff. But no one will talk about what's up there. It's even on the Internet. I can't find what's up there. And why would they have a secret food court upstairs and one that everybody could go to downstairs? Financially or economically, that doesn't make sense. Well, I just mean the people that work in the building, the thousands of people that work there can go up to the secret snack bar, but the rest of us can't. And I I know quick trips at the bottom and stuff like that, but I've gotten so intrigued about the top of the BOK. And I even went on and looked at the building plan. It doesn't tell you a whole lot about what's going on up there. You're looking at the building plan? You're going to get flagged or something, man. (laughs) I mean, like, they have a flyer all about it with the pictures of the Arboretum and whatever they got. But Why don't you just try to to infiltrate it? All you have to do is carry a ladder and a clipboard and you go anywhere you want in any building. Well, I, I went to the security guard and I said, hey, is there a chance that, like, you can go and look at the top of the building? He's like, no. Did you slip him a little money? <laughs> bribe the guy? Yeah. I don't I think you have what it, it takes to uh, try I, to bribe a, uh, much less a, a security guard. I don't think you have what it takes to try to grease the palm of a uh, host at a restaurant. I could hear no. you like, eh, uh, at the table, I put a little, <laughs> You couldn't do like, it. I can't do that secret handoff they do, mm-hmm. you know, on the streets. I'd drop it, you know. I don't think I'd be good at that way. I can find out what's at the top of that BOK town. Well, listen, enough tomfoolery. Let's get down to business. The 98.5 The Bullfight today, Midland tickets. They're going to be at the River Spirit Casino Resort there, performing at the Cove, and you could be there too. All right, let's do this. Uh, caller 9, caller number 10. 
918-879-9898. With Tyag and Daniel, and this is 98.5 The Bull. Good morning, guys. 98.5 The Bull with Tyag and Daniel. Midland tickets are free with The Bull Fight. And who do we have on the phone with us, Daniel? Today we've got Hunter on line one, Donna on line two. Let me introduce you to Hunter really quickly. Works at a funeral home. How are you, Hunter? I'm good. How are you? Uh, what city are you in? Uh, Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow. Uh, <laughs> taking on Hunter is Donna. She works in medical IT. What city are you in, Donna? I'm in Broken Arrow, too. Oh, look at that. Do you guys know each other? No, no, not that so. I know of. Uh, would you guys like to meet over at the Rose District for a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be down. Right, Hunter's <laughs> game, Donna. Who knows? Maybe. Okay, that's a big old fat no. All right, guys, enough tomfoolery. <laughs> Let's get down to business. Today's game is going to be a history game. It's going to be famous firsts. Famous, famous firsts. And here's the thing. It's a very tough quiz, so I'm going to let you guys team up with Tig on this. At any point, you can call on Tig's help. But, but I, I may oh not know either, guys. That's so true. That's he, true. I have no idea. He so. might not know, or he could. Uh, so a lot of uh, different angles here. Uh, famous first. This is all famous first things or people in U.S. history. We'll start with Hunter on line one. This is uh, the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic. Um, Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart is correct. Is it Earhart or Earhart, Tyg? Earhart. Donna. Again, you can call on Tyg's help as many times as you want at any moment. Uh, Donna, this is the first college in the U.S. Yale. I don't know. Mm. I would have a different guess, but, but mine might She didn't be call on you, Tig, so okay. got to give her the big old X. Oh. Should have called uh, on Tig. Was it um, uh, uh, William and Mary? I don't know what that means. Okay. So what was your guess, buddy? Probably Harvard. Yes, it was Harvard. See, so that's why. Oh. Keep in mind, you've got uh, Tig here, and he's a pretty big nerd. He knows a lot of this kind of stuff. Hunter, okay. this is the first national park in the United States. Yellowstone? Come on, Ty. Give us a bell, heartier bell than that. Please. <laughs> that is correct. Hunter's very good. Donna, this is the first U.S. state. Ty. She's calling out for Tig's help. I, you know, I, I don't know exactly, but I'm thinking about the Continental Congress, and I'm thinking about right. Philadelphia. So, I'd say Pennsylvania. Tig says Pennsylvania. Do you agree with that, or do you want to choose something different? I, uh, I'll have to agree with him. All right, Tig. Well, give yourself a big old X. <laughs> oh, Ty. Okay. Delaware. Oh, Delaware. Like people listening. Oh, my gosh, Ty. Come on, man. Okay. okay, Hunter, you are ahead by two. This is the first Catholic U.S. president. I'm going to need Ty on this one. All right, Ty. Who do you think is the first Catholic U.S. president? Only well, we had two, but the first one was uh, John F. Kennedy, right? You concur, Hunter. I will take that. Give yourself a bell, guys. All right, Donna, let's get you on the board. This is the first city in the United States to have a Starbucks. Mm. 
This is really hard. Ty, do you have any idea? I think I know this one, actually. <laughs> okay, Ty, well, you thought you knew the last one, but uh, she's well, called on your help. Um, I don't think this is a Hail Mary. I think it's Seattle. Donna, he says Seattle. Uh, the choice is yours. You sound confident. I'm going to go with you. That is correct. It is. All right. You're welcome, by the way. Hunter. Thank you. This is the first black woman with a net worth of over $1 billion. <laughs> Tig, I need your help. Uh, if you need Tig's help, you say, uh, Tig, Tig, I need your help. You made a vow. <laughs> what? Tig, Tig, I need your help. You made a vow. I think it's uh, you made a, vow. a television star, uh, Oprah Winfrey. He thinks it's Oprah Winfrey. Uh, yep, I'm going to go with that. You guys would both be correct. Donna, this mm. is the first person to assassinate a U.S. president. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't forget, you can call on Tig's help just simply by saying, Tig, Tig, I need your help. You made a vow. Tig, Tig, I need your help. You made a vow. <laughs> um, well, the first president was Lincoln to get assassinated, and his assassin was John Wilkes Booth. Mm, that sounds right. All right. He is correct. Look, a very confident tag. All right. Hunter, final question. Get this one right. You've gotten every single one, right? This is the first signer of the U.S. Declaration of Independence. Um, is it? Uh, no, Tig, I need your help. Excuse me. It's Tig, Tig. I need your help. You made a vow. <laughs> Tag, tag, I need your help. We, you made a vow. Um, I, I'm just going to guess this because I know he had a lot to do with the writing of it. Oh, uh, I would say Thomas Jefferson if I was going to guess. But I am. He just says guessing. Thomas Jefferson. Hunter, do you concur or do you want to say something different? Yeah, I concur. Huh? I concur. Give yourself an X. No, no, no. Oh, no. oh an X. It oh, was no. John Hancock. Oh, but I knew he did the biggest one. Wow. I didn't know he was the first one. Donna, final question for you. She could this tie it here. Is the, no, she couldn't. Oh, she could This is the first American Idol winner. Oh, oh, the first is Kelly Clarkson. That is correct. And with that, Hunter has four. Donna has three. But Hunter has a decision to make. He can hold on to these tickets or he can give them to Donna. Donna, why should Hunter give you the tickets this morning? I think Hunter earned those tickets. Even though he got all the easy questions. <laughs> oh, please. Hunter, uh, you, what do you decide here? Are you going to keep these or give them to Donna? I'm going to keep them. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's the way the cookie crumbles, as they say. Tug. Well played, guys. Sorry I wasn't more help, but uh, we're back tomorrow with another chance. 740 <laughs> with the 98.5 The Bull fight. Uh, more Midland tickets, and tomorrow we're going to be in good mood. It's going to be a Friday, too. Why? Why? Why what? Make faces. <laughs> 98.5 The Bull, Tig and Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Folks get older, Tig. There's two types of very, very old people. There's really, really sweet ones, like the sweetest, most gentle older people, and then just mean as a snake. There's no in-between. They're just either super nice or a super mean. Here is some uh, video that's gone viral. It's a 106-year-old grandma passing uh, down some judgment on her 38-year-old unmarried granddaughter. Now, that's probably back in the day, not being married when you're 38 to a 106-year-old lady is probably almost unheard of. Mm -hmm. And here's the very sweet advice the 106-year-old grandma gave to her granddaughter. I'm 38. I've never been there. Really, Mama? 38 years old. I've never been there. 
No children or nothing. You sure miss a lot of life. Why do I have to get married and have kids to have a good life? You have no good life. I do. You don't go nowhere. I do. I just got back from a trip. By yourself, no man. If you don't have a man, you ain't nothing. <laughs> really? I'm not nothing without a man, huh? I had a husband, tell you that, huh? I still have sex. I know you do, but that's not right. That's dirty. <laughs> Sleeping around like a... <laughs> It's one person. One person. Take me around like a... I wonder what uh, this 106-year-old lady would say about me. 46 <laughs> years old, never been married, no kids. And yeah, stuff you're like missing that. out on life there. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, I, I cuss her right out, though. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. Daniel, tell me about Jackie Cooper Nissan. Well, I can tell you what I know about Jackie Cooper Nissan. I know that they will give you up to $1,500 uh, more than your trade-in is worth. They'll just simply buy it. I know uh, from you driving a Nissan that you really love this Nissan Maxima you have. You love the way it looks. You love the way it drives. You love the amenities like being able to start the car from inside your house with a remote and it turning on the heater so you're not just sitting out there. You love that it's safe so that when your son is in the backseat, you feel confident that he's in a good position there. There will be a ding if he's not wearing his seatbelt. You love mm -hmm. all that stuff. Absolutely, and I think you'd be surprised at how, uh, how good of a deal you can get right now. I mean, you think about buying a car, that's a big deal. Like, let's, you know, buying a car is a big deal, but 0% interest on select models across the lot at Jackie Cooper Nissan. And if you have a trade, they're going to give you $1,500 more up to that amount than Kelly Blue Book value. I could be crazy, but I've always heard, I don't even know if this is true or not, but I've always heard that you get a really good deal at the end of the month on things like this. Well, we're getting close to the end of the month. Don't you think toward the end of the year it'd have to be the same thing? So I bet they're over there just sweating bullets trying to make those numbers happen at Jackie Cooper Nissan. They're probably wheeling and dealing. JackieCooperNissan.com. like a little Christmas lights war going on, Daniel. You, uh, you know those companies that come out and they put your Christmas lights up for you? You know, I guess that's kind of new. Maybe it's been around, but, you know, when I was younger, it was just me and my dad and him just screaming at me mm -hmm. for not holding the ladder right or whatever. But now you got a company that'll come out and do it. And not just one company. There's many, 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 many companies. I, and I've noticed, like, on the corners, you know, when there's, like, an election and everybody puts their signs up? I noticed they're fighting over real estate now because I was just parked at uh, 15th and Lewis waiting on the red light. Looked over, and there's a sign there, and then another company put their sign, I'm not kidding, right in front, <laughs> like right in front of it. I think I've seen that, too. I walked over to Utica Square the other day, and on that corner right there, Utica Square, it's, like, one of them, I think it's called Lit. Mm -hmm. And the other one's called Glow or something like that. They all got and cute names. Right in front of each other. <laughs> like, is that on purpose? Are they trying to block each other or it's just not enough real estate? So they're all just trying to cram in there, honestly. It seems like there's enough business to go around. They wouldn't uh, viciously do that. Maybe yeah. they should join forces, make one sign, and then split the calls up 50 50. You mean merge? Like do, you like, merge. Uh, do you like the, the business name Glow or do you like the name Lit better? I think they're all cute. I can't remember some of them I saw, but, you know, it's like, I think they're all pretty funny. But I couldn't choose. I don't know which one to choose. Hmm. You know? Because they all, you know, they're all trying to get out there, getting it done, getting the business. They all look great when I see those perfect. I can tell the difference between when Tig went out and did it one year and when my neighbors had, you know, like, you know, actual people come out and do it. Mm -hmm. It's a great business because. I'm leaning toward lit because that sounds younger and hipper. You go with lit, I'll go with glow. Right. Like, I think when they're probably putting up those lights, they're probably dabbing, things like that. By the way, last year you put up your own lights, like you said, 
And uh, you had, man, you on and on about me. I will take your son on a bird scooter every now and again. And he didn't have a helmet on. And you were appalled. You were like, I cannot believe you'd put my son in such danger. You fool. On and on and on you went. And then I see a picture last year of you guys putting up the lights on your house. And not only is your little son up there on top of the roof, he's dabbing up on the roof. It was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, it's not I a mistake admit. because when you're a little kid, that's mm-hmm. the only fun time it is to be on the roof. Because when you get older, you're up there for a reason. It is never fun. You're up there putting up lights or repairing things. So I just was saying, you know, when it's you and him, you throw caution in the wind. But when I got him, you're like, hey, yeah, watch, out, you're no, watch out for my but precious loved one. you're a single guy. You have a house, pretty decent neighborhood. Will you put up Christmas lights? No, it's just me. And again, I've already well, what told you. What does that have you, to do with anything? It's just me. I'm not doing it. Christmas. Well, sure I do. But I'm like... In Home Alone, that guy that drags around that snow shovel. Oh, you're the creepy guy next door. My house, yeah, right is from. not, uh, there's zero lights. In fact, there's hardly any lights turned on ever just because I'm trying to uh, keep that power bill low. I see what you're saying. So if I don't turn on regular lights, you think I'm going to plug in Christmas lights? Well, I, I kind of like the Christmas light wars that are going on out there. You know, where <laughs> I can't wait to see how many more. Why don't you start up. a business? <laughs> I can't get on the ladder. <laughs> Who's going to hold the ladder? It's 98.5. The <laughs> 98.5 The Bull with Ty and Danny. We're talking about how um, now there's, like, professionals that come out and hang your Christmas lights for you. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid, my dad would just scream at me for an hour, you know, because I wasn't untangling the lights right. So I guess it does, like, reduce stress. But there's so many companies we were talking. There's almost like a Christmas light war going on with those. They're almost like real estate signs. And you'll see them on corners and stuff. And then I'll you'll see one, and then the next day you see another one. And that guy has put his in front of the other guys. It's, you know, getting very uh, controversial out there with the Christmas light guys. I see, yeah. What would your strategy be if you owned one of these businesses? What do you mean my strategy? To make money. I know, but your advertising strategy, how would you get more business? I would go put my sign in front of everybody else's. No. No, I'm kidding. But probably, you know. Here's my thing. Radio. That's true. Yes. Radio Radio, Correct. On the bull. Or I would just go around and just put them up at people's houses. Once they're already up, somebody's going to be like, well, I'm glad I didn't have to do that. And they're probably going to pay you. Wasn't there like a Dennis the Menace episode where he went and cut the neighbor's grass and then knocked on the door and said, okay. I don't know. I'm not 100. <laughs> why, why do you reference like grass? a Mr. Ed episode and think people are going to know what you're talking about? Let me tell the story because it relates to what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Dennis the Menace went out and cut somebody's grass, I think, without asking. And then knocks on the door and says, hey, where's my $10? And they kicked him out of there. So I don't think it's going to work. Hey, good morning. It's Ty Goodano. Byron. Byron, got it. What's up, man? So y'all were talking about the people putting the lights and the, the stuff on houses and yeah. the street signs on the corners. I would go with whoever signs in the back because the other one's being vindictive by blocking his sign. But the really good companies are by word of mouth. Like your neighbor's going to tell you about them. And they don't need signs because they do such a good job. Everybody just tells everybody about them. Oh, I see. But what would you say about the signs? You, you pick them up if you don't like it? What'd you I would, no, I would I would go with whoever's sign was being blocked. Oh, I see. Because the other I see. just being vindictive. You, you wouldn't go for the bully company. You'd go for the poor guy that got a sign blocked. Yeah. I got you. All right. But do you're right. you have a light installation business? No. But like the guy that did my roof out here where I live, he doesn't do any kind of advertisement. All his is just straight up word of mouth. Word of mouth. Well, what's he his? does such a good job. Well, what's his name? Now we got to know. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. Those are the guys. Right, great.
Dallas most of them don't advertise. Well, I, I appreciate the call. Remember, we did get a call from a fireman the other day, Daniel. He, uh, Light Rescue was his company. The firemen get out there and do it for extra money. Remember that? Yeah. Yes, and I would support something like that, too. Uh, so he was advising people would just go by word of mouth, and I said, well, what's the guy that did yours? He goes, I, I don't know. He, he probably doesn't us. know. There's like a lot of people in my neighborhood. I just know he's, you know, it's Tom, the guy who does the grass or whatever it is. I don't know mm-hmm. a whole lot about him, but it's not a bad idea if you live in a, a subdivision. You could probably just do your subdivision and make a lot of money and never have to put up much advertising because everybody's going to be like, hey, Daniel, who did yours? And he might have a great point there. Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. It's about the time of year where you're really going to start seeing Christmas lights and stuff. Um, Guthrie Green, we saw those guys, man, putting up Christmas lights at Guthrie Green, which is the park downtown. And uh, I was like, man, that looks like hard, back-breaking work. And even though they didn't have to have ladders, they were holding these 30-foot poles in the air and trying to balance them with Christmas lights on it and then wrap it around. I mean, I almost lose my mind trying to just put Christmas lights on my tree, and I'm on the ground, and it's even with me. Mm-hmm. So uh, God bless those guys out there. Also, Daniel, did you see that uh, the Christmas shoot is getting rolling? In Sepulpa. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. And I think we were at the inaugural one, and I couldn't believe it was the first one because it looked like it was already perfected. Yeah, we went to Sepulpa last year, and I thought, well, pff, I've seen Christmas decorations before. I have to say I was pleasantly surprised and a bit amazed. This thing is humongous. I know you watch a lot of Hallmark movies mm-hmm. where, um, like, a lady will meet a guy around Christmas time, and it turns out he's a prince from Europe or something. Mm-hmm. But you know how they decorate those towns, and they, you know, they did there. And they use them for those Hallmark movies. And, man, you you think you're stepping into one of those going to that Christmas shoot. And then they got food and they got hot chocolate. It's it's a really good time. It all starts tomorrow. Yeah, it's a great uh, restaurant there called Crossroads Cookery that I've been to when I went to the Sepulpa Christmas shoot last year. Very good restaurant. Are you going to go try to see Santa Claus this year? I might. You know, he shows up near your house. Does he? Mm-hmm. Where? He actually stays out there, like, all day some days uh, at Utica Square. He's got a sleigh. His sleigh's there, you know? Okay. So you can go see, meet Santa Claus, tell him what you want. Maybe I'll do that. So that's going to be starting up, too, all the Santa Claus things. Is that all you got? I've got a, did you see this? An American Airlines pilot, you're an aviation guy, gave an emotional speech on his last flight after 32 years with the airline. Here's the speech that pilot Jeff Fell gave before his retirement flight took off to Chicago last week. If I get a little emotional, please forgive me. Uh, First of all, I'd like to take just a few moments of your time uh, before we take off to Chicago tonight. And I'd like to acknowledge uh, a group of very important people to me uh, that are on on board the flights. They're the majority of my family uh, who have come along with me on my retirement flight. Thank you all for coming along uh, with me tonight and celebrating uh, this very memorable time in my life. I love all of you. Look at that. That guy's gotten, uh, he's touched. Yeah, it sounds like he's sad, too, because he, he must have reached that age where he just cannot do it anymore. You know, there's federal rules about. Oh, really? Once you hit this age, you got to wrap it up. And so he may be sad he's going to miss it. And also, he didn't get a choice in the matter, you know? Also, well, you know when those pilots... The, that's depressing, man. <laughs> well, I don't know. And when they land the plane at the destination airport, and it's their final landing, if they can, the fire trucks come out there and spray them with water. You're kidding. And make like an arch for the plane to go under and stuff. 
Do they make it clear to the passengers that that's what's going to happen? Because I would hate to be like landing and look out and see a bunch of fire trucks chasing us. Yeah, hopefully he makes that call. Uh, here's another uh, beautiful story this morning. Here's a toddler trying to soothe his baby sister by singing to her. And uh, here's the song that he chose. Look at that. And uh, finally, did uh, you hold on. You, oh, they said it wasn't calming, but she is saying the word rock. Maybe she meant like rock you to sleep. You know what? You might be right. Could be. Uh, did you see this? A 57-year-old woman from Mississippi has been accused of crashing weddings in three different states. Authorities say that Sandra Henson infiltrates wedding receptions, pilfers money and cards from unsuspecting unsuspecting guests, and then takes off. Here is a police officer talking about one of the receptions she crashed. We was able to identify this woman. It seems to be an ongoing thing, maybe an addiction or something that um, she just feels like that nobody will ever catch on to. And uh, guess how she's doing this. When, at what point do you think she pilfers the gift table? Well, my guess is earlier was I know people need to be distracted. So I said the first dance, and you said, nope, not good enough. Then I said when they cut the cake, everybody's paying attention to the cake, not good enough. She does it at a different stage. When you think about it, it's when everybody leaves the room together to do what? Uh, go say goodbye to the bride and groom as they get into the car and they throw that rice or bird seed or blow bubbles or whatever they do these days. That's when she goes back in there and just takes all the envelopes, all the wedding gifts she wants. She steals from the guests' purses while they're out there doing that. I could see where that could be a pretty lucrative criminal enterprise because when I got married, I didn't even have a big wedding, but I got to tell you, half the people I didn't even know, and if there was a lady picking up envelopes and stuff, even if I saw it, I'd, um, I'd be like, oh, well, that must be part of her job. That must be the wedding the wedding planner or something like or that. Something like that. Uh, she was caught when a woman went back into the wedding venue to get something and just caught her there. Mm. She's not going to face that much jail time, though. She will go to jail for it, though. A little bit of jail time, but not a lot. Mm. Remember that documentary, Wedding Crashers, <laughs> where those dudes would go to weddings to meet ladies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of the classics. We're back tomorrow, 740, with Midland tickets right here with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull, I am Tig, and hello, Daniel. You remember one time, Tig, about 15 years ago, we were going to do this business venture together. We looked into, very seriously, for a week or two, we were going to get vending machines and put them all over our yeah. hometown in Alabama. What happened with that? Why didn't we do that? Well, a guy had decided to sell his business, so he had, like... And it was like those gumball machines and stuff, like not a lot of money coming in. But he was like, man, I promise you, you'll, you'll clear a thousand a week doing this. So I'm like, why, why, is he, why are you not doing this? It's kind of going through my head. And then I, I remember us doing the math and we'd have to hit like 40 a week and then we'd get like 40 yeah. cents out of it. We were Tag like, ain't I, doing that, buddy. Earlier in our career, uh, sitting at the radio station, instead of being like, hey, let's focus on making the show better and making a ton of money, we were like, why don't we sell gum? <laughs> <laughs> we, we lucked out. We didn't end up going into the gum business. We all see, like, the lime scooters around. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's seen these things. And, uh, it's the, you know, you pay to get on the scooter and you run around town. Uh, but what I noticed, Daniel, is that when I'm on my way to work, I see those trucks that come down here and pick them up and take them off so that they can charge them, right? Yeah. And so lime will pay you to do that. You can just be like a dude. And if you want to earn a little extra money and you got a pickup truck or a, enough room in something, a trailer, uh, you can pick up these scooters. Now, they'll pay you per night, per scooter. 
And I was looking at this. It's not terrible. I mean, it's definitely, what do you think it is? On average, they'll give you to charge a lime scooter each night. Ten bucks? Close. It's $8 a night. And then Lime even goes in, and you're like, well, my, how much is my electricity bill? And they're like, it, it hardly costs anything to charge these things. I know. I think the problem is, first of all, you got to go around town, pick these things up. Yep. Um, then can you just put them wherever you want, or do you have to make several stops around the city? Like, in other words, I wonder if you can put them all out on one, one corner, or must you go kind of put them in the same neighborhood you found them? Well, what these guys usually do, from what I can tell, is they get on the Lime app, and they sign on as a charger, and it shows them all the ones around town that need to be picked up. And I guess what you would try to do was go to a concentrated area so you're not driving to this side of the city, then to this side. Of the, you know, work it out, map it out, load those babies up, take them home, charge them up, and then have them out by like 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And they, they tell you where to put them. So, but I think yeah. it's going to be in the same geographic area. So I don't know, man, because if you did, I saw a guy down here and he stacks them like you couldn't believe. He's got a, a system. Like, if I threw on the back of a pickup truck, I'd only get, like, four in there. This guy, I don't know how he does it, but he's got, I'd say, at least 20 in the back of a pickup truck. So that's 160 bucks a night, and you do that five times a week. That's not bad money. Ty, you don't have any vision, though. Okay. You really want to make some money, not have to haul those things back and forth? Get a super long extension cord. Let's <laughs> go out there and... Plug them into some local business. Get one of those power yeah, strips. Plug about 10 it. at once. Yeah, yeah that's And you right. still get your $8. Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Pool. The Tiger Daniel Podcast. Brought to you by Snow's Furniture.